So hello and welcome to Mind Your Peas, the Purposeful Leader's Guide. We believe in all the peas, people, purpose, planet, pizza and even Prosecco. And this week we're speaking to Celia Hodson, founder of Hey Girls, a social enterprise committed to ending period poverty with their buy one, give one model. Launched in 2018, they've donated over 11.5 million period products to people in need. And Celia, I believe, launched uh, Hey Girls from her kitchen table with her daughters and is now a multi-award winning social entrepreneur whose work has helped to bring the issue of period poverty to public. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here, Celia. Thank you. It's great to be here, especially with the pizza and the Prosecco. We didn't know about that. <laughs> if, only, if only we could get face to face after this lockdown, we'll definitely include that. Listen, please tell us a bit about Hey Girls and your story. What inspired you to start the company? Yeah, um, you know, this is really interesting. And I think any entrepreneurs that are listening in, the importance of your story is a really big thing, isn't it? Why did you do? Why did you set up? Why did you do what did you do? What gets you out of bed in the morning? So our backstory is um, that I brought my kids up on, uh, on benefits. I was a single parent and barely managed, I think is probably putting it mildly. I really struggled living on benefits and being told what, you know, how much you had to live on and where you went to school and what you had to eat and what you had to dress and all of that. It's complete lack of agency that, that you go through when you're absolutely skinned. Um, my kids are now in their thirties and they've got their own families. I'm a very proud grandma of three. Um, and you would think, you know, between them, me being a young mum with those with those little ones to now, that things would have changed and we wouldn't still be talking about poverty and we wouldn't have people who couldn't afford food or heat, light and power or period products or any of those things. But we do and we know through COVID that is so much worse than it was. So when we started Hey Girls, the stat that woke me up was that one in 10 girls and women in the UK, importantly in the UK, couldn't afford period products. Now we're just coming, you know, we've been through the most horrific 12 months. That figure has grown to um, one in three. So the poverty stats are, you know, are wow. absolutely awful. So the reason we started was because of that one in 10, nobody can accept that figure. What can you do about it? And as a family, we got around the, around the table and said, so what can we do? You know, my girls are very dynamic and outspoken and, and have huge social purpose. So, you know, should we do a cake bake? Should we do a sponsored walk? Can we raise some money? And things got a little bit carried away in the conversation. And we realized the only way to make a significant and sustainable social impact was to start to buy products and sell them. Um, and I come from a social enterprise background, so that's obviously the business model that I would gravitate towards. Um, but the, um, you know, the buy one, give one, why not for every time you do something that we do every month, why not that be the impact? Why not buy one for you and buy the exact same product for somebody in need? So that was the premise, really. If we can find a business model that would, would allow us to do that, um, then that sounds like a good thing. We, we didn't know at that time um, that it would take off in the way it did. Um, and so how, what, what happened? You, you know, Celia, you, from what I understand of you, you're, um, you're, you're a humble, humble down to earth woman, but you know, 
awards coming out your ears, right? Inspirational Women of the Year, Social Entrepreneur of the Year, Saltire Outstanding Women of Scotland, Great British Entrepreneur National Women. You really are collecting. um, Yeah, I don't enjoy the profile. I'm I'm a granny. And I was retired and I was doing <laughs> quite happily doing bumbling along doing that. Um, so I don't particularly enjoy the limelight and to be given such massive accolades, you know, the great British entrepreneur, the businesses we were up against for that award was, you know, they were just multi, multi-million pound organizations that we've all heard of. So for us to pick up awards for a product, for our service, for our, the, you know, for our actual innovation around the way that we do things was just, it is, continues to be quite amazing. And, um, and I do sort of have to calm myself down and think, oh, you know, really, who on earth are you, Celia, to stand up there and pick up an accolade? You know, it's quite a big thing, but Hey Girls is a massive family. So I never think about, I'm Hey Girls everybody in the organization is hey girls it's them that make it all happen i just facilitate a bit of good stuff but actually the level of pro bono support we received to to set us on in, off in such a good path you know we called in all of the favors you know you, my linkedin was red hot when i was asking all the stupid questions really deaf lassie questions about you know how do you import how do you import from the EU and what to do about barcodes and all of these questions but I'm a big believer of using your LinkedIn network and asking lots of people a tiny little question so there's probably about 50 people 50 clever gifted generous individuals that lent support to, to get us so they win the awards really (laughs) do you know I love that Celia because I've got a little post-it note on my desk here that says just ask and it's it's something that um I think we're all guilty of that fear of asking so that's something that really inspires me is is that whole principle of you know, people want to help, they want to give, they want to support, so just ask. But listen, what what size of, of company do you have now? How many is in the in the family? So there are sixteen team members. There's a lot of volunteers. So the sixteen spread between Musselboro and this, which is just on the um, South Norfolk border. We've opened, which only opened our dispatch centre in this in February, the 1st of February, to try and cope with capacity and to do less road miles, moving product up and down from you know Scotland to England and all those kind of things. So 16, a wonderful board who give me endless amounts of time um, around the governance and you know spreadsheets and all of those things that I don't particularly dig um and yeah so you know it's a it's a jolly team yeah and how do you you know that's there's quite either it's a great number of people you've got volunteers as well how do you build a positive company culture what what, how do you do that I think during COVID that's been a challenge for everybody so you know we work in a beautiful space and I you know beg stolen borrowed office equipment and the shelves and things to make sure we had a really lovely place to come to work just because you're for social purpose doesn't mean that you have to work out of a grotty dungeon you know we're creating menstrual products so therefore we have to have hygiene standards um but actually you know space that's light and bright and full of color for people to come to work and enjoy being here and the team created the vibe the first day that we came here and we did it in, in our new centre was we set up a social contract that we all collectively agreed, how do we work? You know, how, 
little things like who's going to clean the fridge and what you know who's going to take the bins out but actually how do we collectively build this brand and how do we respect each other and how do we um answer questions challenging questions how do we actually set ourselves up to receive challenging questions and the team just you know they just swallow it up it's absolutely amazing and what's been the biggest challenge through it all i mean you know it sounds like you've had to learn about creating products selling products import export building the team what what's been your 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 biggest challenge and how did you overcome that i think you know the biggest challenge is my capability you know i've had to learn all of this stuff and that although we've gone very quickly you know i have to i have to be confident that i know enough about it to go out and ask the right questions so i think that that has been a big challenge um constantly looking for more environmental ways to do things i think all businesses are challenged around that but you know i've already mentioned why are we shipping things up and down the motorways why aren't they coming in you know and then being packed and then going out so looking at at that environmental efficiencies taking out the plastic out of everything that we do you know it's you can't just sell plastic products and then live your life filled with plastic you know you've got to walk the talk haven't you so making sure that we are internally, we're, we're an environmental organisation, not just externally. And that's a journey. And you're never at the end of that. And our customers will pull us up if they don't like us doing a particular thing. And we'll have the debate, debate internally and go again. So I think um, I think that I think the, ultimately the biggest challenge was around the growth. You know, we started out, as you said, on my kitchen table, selling a product and we launched... Um, our product arrived on the 7th of January. We went live on the 9th of January and we were all teed up to do that. Had that not arrived, goodness knows what we'd have done. Um, and, you know, sort of going from there to then being listed in Azure and then being listed in Waitrose and the co-op was got made and then winning some pretty big contracts with the Scottish government and then the Welsh government, the English government. Um, so it's, you know, you don't get time to try it which I like to say, you know, we're going to try it. We're going to reflect and refine and then try it. We don't get time to do that. We just go, oh, no, 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 no. And we don't get time to come down between each thing. So we'll kind of run a campaign and nearly before it's ended, we're on to the next thing. And I think that's just because of the growth opportunity that we've been grabbing, really. And, and just speaking about growth, tell us about the Hey Girls Home Pack service and, and what that's about and what the response was there. Yeah, so Home Pack was um, uh, an amazing innovation that came from one of our local authorities and our team member, um, Becca, who runs our um, public sector contracts. So Hey Girls typically was sending pallet loads of products purchased through the Scottish Government funding um, and purchased by local authorities or colleges or universities and sending out pallet loads to a location. So you, we'd send them out to, you know, sort of city hall or leisure centres or food banks or wherever people could get to products. They could come in and collect whatever they needed. So then you go into lockdown and nobody can come in and collect anything. So we thought, how, how on earth do we get these out to the people who need them? So we then switched to loading up pallets to loading up almost shoe boxes with three to six months worth of period products at, in them and sending them out to people's homes. Um, so hugely time consuming, 
but it's a fabulous feeling to know that someone is getting that, you know, to their home just when they need it. So it was a, um, yeah, it was quite a steep change of direction. We had to go in to make that happen, but yeah. yeah so just very, very popular, very, very yeah, popular. adapting. And was it over eight hundred and fifty thousand packs? Is that is that right? It's a lot, isn't it? Wow. <laughs> yeah, all hand packed here in Musselburgh. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot of packing. And, um, and everyone has to come in and pack, you know, when you get a big order, it's, you know, whoever can. And there's a staggered shift that goes on that keeps everybody safe. But starting at six in the morning, and you take it in terms and we all come and just pack, 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 pack. <laughs> That's another P, pack. We'll add, that, we'll add that one in, Celia. And listen, what's been your experience of leading the team through, through this last year? Um, well, that's a big question, isn't it? Um, I think we were okay at first because we thought it was short term, didn't we? We thought we'll go through this, everyone take everything home, set up at home, we'll get into it kind of thing. And then I, I suppose, you know, some of everyone was sort of working from outside and it did feel lighter. We were doing lots of Zoom calls and team calls and all of those things. But actually, as it moved into the winter time. I became concerned about team members. You know, you're at home all day on your own and your mental well-being, all you've been doing is staring at your screen. How do we stay connected? So we just sort of tried to bring in a lot more fun into the way we communicated and we have a working together, which is, you know, just as you and I are doing, you open your laptops and you sit opposite each other virtually and pretend that you're at work. So you do all that chitter-chatter around what did you do at the weekend? Or I'm writing this, can anyone help? Just trying to make you feel like you're all together, but very mindful of the pressure you know, that we've had. Most of our team are mums. So you can imagine that, you know, mums are wanting to come into work and they've got kids at home and how do they manage that kind of thing and so you know being really mindful of all of that pressure so it's been yeah. tough really tough yeah it's not been it's not been easy and I think there has been that winter dip hasn't there when people are really really worried about about family friends colleagues and trying to boost that um you know boost that morale's really tough and actually some of the stuff that we get involved in with you know we talk about the antidote to to that feeling in work is wholeheartedness and doing something for someone else that that gives you that um you know, lift to keep you through the, the week really and i suppose that's what some of your volunteers do as well um so you, you've obviously got a clear purpose i would say that your your website tone and your messaging's playful um was that a deliberate deliberate thing yeah it is playful a little bit cheeky and we say we don't, you know, we don't shy away from the subject because periods, menstruation, and you know, it's all very much whispered about, isn't it? Really, you know, fifty percent of the population now actually have had, will have periods, and um, so we tried to sort of just out some of those old myths and taboos and tried to broaden the conversation wherever it needed to go, and, and at times that's been quite uncomfortable to have those conversations. Uh, you know, bring men into the conversation, bring dads into the conversation, boys, why, why don't we educate our boys about menstruation when they're at school? So just trying to go there, really, and have a really open and honest discussion about menstruation. Um, it's yeah. definitely changed over the years, Celia, hasn't it? Because my dad would never have gone to the shops for me as a teenager to purchase any kind of products. But my husband goes for my daughter every month. Yeah, <laughs> 
about that. Yeah. That's so really, really cool. Yeah. It's we, definitely we, changing, isn't it? I must show you this. Uh, so we did this little pack. It's like a flash pack of, uh, you know, uh, education stuff. And it's all the funny things that people asked us about menstruation. So one girl told us that her partner her boyfriend had said you know can't, why can't you wait till you get home to have your period <laughs> you know like you switch it on you switch it, turn it on turn it on. so we we put all of these great things into a pack and just answered the questions like you know uh if you go swimming will the sharks get you probably not in east lothian but you know. <laughs> And the girls thought you couldn't have a shower when you're on your period. And, and if that is what you've been told, then that is truth, isn't it? Why would you question it? So just put all of those things and some really technical stuff um, about the anatomy and menstrual cycles and education and uh, diet and exercise and just put them into a pack for people to have a conversation with their families or with their <coughs> at work or at school or whatever. So... Yeah, lots of taboos still left hanging around. Yeah, a little bit of work to a little bit of work to do. But and Celia, why why do you? What's your biggest sense? What's given you the biggest sense of purpose so far? And has it started since? Cha- sorry, has it changed since you started Hey Girls? Um, no, I can remember when I was a teenager doing my like life plan I don't know if does something I think but I remember wanting to do something you know you know people good people in communities people do something that holds a community and I remember thinking you know to be a pillar of the community to do something that made a difference to other people so I've always sort of held that what can I do that would make a difference and I spend a lot of time working out you know my purpose and my whole thing about imposter syndrome and who the hell am I to think I can do anything I have this constant battle with myself but actually you know the proudest thing is creating a brand that competes in the marketplace with all the big boys and they are all run by guys you know the, the sort of ones we know the body form the tampax the, you know all of those big organizations our product is better than all of theirs and that I'm very very proud of that but actually you know We've donated now over 13 million products to people in need in the UK. Um, and when we started, people said, oh, you know, you're going to send product out to Africa or India or malaria or wherever. And I said, no, it's about British poor. You know, this is about British period poverty. So actually to see all of our fantastic donation partners, and there's about 200 of them up and down the UK, that we send this stuff out to every month and they take it out to their communities. So actually, you know, to see them posting, just drop this box off on Mrs. Sunsell's doorstep or just taking this down to the food bank, that that is phenomenal. Really makes me feel very proud of what, as a team, of what we've delivered. Yeah, it's really, it's really inspiring. And as your work inspired the 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 big fish as you as you talked about to to do a bit more in the in the buy one give one um i don't i don't suppose i even know we exist <laughs> they've swapped us the other way and um, i used to write to them when when i had time when we were first setting up i used to write to the big companies and, and say you know look what we are doing a tiny little social enterprise you too could make a social impact and then a lot of people wrote to me to say, oh, we see that. I think it was Bodyform that did a buy one pack of products, donate one pad, if you read the small print. And how shocking and absolutely awful that was. But 
I thought, well, you know, the volumes that they're selling, they are selling gazillions of products every month. And if it is just one in 10, that's still going to make, a, you know, a massive And these guys could eradicate period poverty overnight. They absolutely could, but they, they don't choose to do. And, you know, nothing wrong with people making money if that's, you know, where their heart is. But um, so that, you know, constantly shouting about what we're doing. And there are lots of amazing niche brands like Hey Girls. We're the only one in the world that does the buy one, give one. And so that's absolutely, you know, if you get this lovely box of applicator tampons with Tanvi on the box, all of these are our team or our friends and things, these girls on our box, isn't that cool? So you get this for you, then you send a box of Tanvi off to, to somebody else in needs. And so that I think is, you know, that is just glorious, isn't it? love it it's a great model and just just thinking about that profit piece so we often speak to you know we're speaking to business leaders every day you know they're 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 our clients we're we're speaking to charity leaders every day they're also our clients because we're supporting both sides and some things we always talk about to the business leaders is what comes first is it people purpose or profit what would you how would you describe that celia Oh, wow, that's a killer question. Um, I think it's um, it's got to be purpose. I think if you come to work at Hegel's, you come because you buy in to the purpose. Um, it's our people that deliver, and without our fabulous team, we are nothing. Without our wonderful customers and ambassadors and things. Um, and, you know, the planet piece is constantly in our minds, so I, I, don't, I don't know if you could particularly rank them I don't know I don't I couldn't put this much energy into something that was for profit the other p and um, uh, we have to you know sort of wash our face financially we don't live off grants we're a, a sustainable social enterprise and, and have been since about two months in that was my whole intention but it's a I think it's a balance really for us and you know it's, it's really important isn't it because sometimes um you know we, we you know we don't want business leaders to think profit's a dirty word because you have to make money to be sustainable and i'm you know i'm so pleased that you talk about that because a lot of times i mean we're we're a not-for-profit we're a limited by guarantee so we're a social enterprise and we always wanted to choose to put our community uh, sorry any surplus funds back out into the community but that was our choice to do that we just felt that that model worked really well for us and and that's who we are and it's part of our purpose so this isn't about saying you know profit's a bad word of course it has to be there to make things sustainable and give you growth um but what what challenges you know obviously you've you've had to get funded in the start you talked about getting some support in the start um, but now you're fully trading and that's that's what pays the wages and, you, you know, you don't rely on any of those grants. Celia, talk to us about some of the challenges around that. I think that, you know, the, I didn't want to run a charity. I wanted to run a viable, um, a viable enterprise, a sustainable enterprise that, you know, just so happened to be for social purpose. It was the cherry on the cake, really. Um, so that was really important to me and I didn't, I know I've, I've worked in the third sector for all of my career and, you know, the challenge of applying for grant after grant after grant after monitoring, it's, it's absolutely, you know, it's, it's a talent to, to win, win grants and things, but it's such an effort to then report on all of that. And actually I wanted to challenge that retail, you know, retail for social purpose 
there's no reason why what you do with your profits is really up to you. So the fact that we plow them back in to do the donation. And I don't want people to buy Hegel's product as a bit of a, what I call a sort of poverty porn. I don't want them to buy one box and say, oh, I've done my bit. I want people to buy it because it's a really great product. And so that, you know, that again was really important. I think the biggest piece, um, because, you know, I mentioned within months we were um, gearing up to supply Asda and Waitrose. And that is a significant challenge in terms of cash flow because they're not buying a few cartons, they're buying pallet loads. And so then having to cash flow that, because of course you supply all of that stuff and then you sit and you wait for them to decide to pay you three months. So um, yeah, that was hugely challenging. And you know, I come from a background, as I mentioned at the beginning, that absolutely hated the thought of credit cards and debt and all of those things. So not wanting to, to you know, take a massive overdraft to drive the pipeline, I had to in the end. Um, and so I went to an, an investor that I was comfortable with, which was Big Issue Invest, because they understood all the hangups I had as an individual about finance and understood what we were trying to do about poverty. So it felt like a really great marriage. But it was a big day when I you know, took that loan to help us to help us get going. So I think that, you know, it's sort of everybody goes, yeah, you're in Australia, just amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, and it is amazing, but it is, you know, it's um it gets very serious very quickly when you're into that kind of volume. So yeah, that's probably the biggest challenge. Emotionally for me, that was a really big, a big thing to happen. It's that balance, isn't it, of excitement that you've got this great opportunity and you've won this great deal versus how do we cash flow this, you know? And I don't know about you, Celia, but for me, you hear of people saying, oh, the first two years are most challenging and that's when, you know, it's really, it's really tough. You know, and sometimes it's right down to the wire, you know? <laughs> it's sleepless night stuff, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember when I did my pitch to Waitrose and they said, yes, we'd like to buy your product. I went out into the car park and went, oh, shit, <laughs> we haven't got that much money. But, you know, there's the oh, elation of doing that. But, yeah, that was pretty that was pretty scary to make that happen then in time with what they needed. And yeah, yeah, tough, but very exhilarating. I love, I love that part of it, you know, the unknown and how do you make it happen? How do we troubleshoot this? And yeah, yeah. So. yeah. And listen, Hey Girls creates job opportunities in the UK and your products are packed by people furthest from the job market is is that how it it works tell us a bit about that yeah again this is one of my I carry all my baggage <laughs> carry all this with me so when I was a single parent I could not get a job because of having to manage three kids around dropping off picking up all of that kind of thing and so I wanted to create opportunities for mothers who could use their bountiful talents and skills and actually you know get paid well and still be mummies you know still be there still be caregivers still pick up and drop off you know those really important things that that we want to do as parents so that was important and um you know we get overwhelmed if you say work for the best team in town and work school hours you can imagine the amount of people that apply to work here and um so that was really really important to me and has become very important through covid and does that follow through into your education programs? 
yeah, yeah. So our education programs, again, another challenge. So we were delivering those out into schools, into breakfast clubs, into youth centres, into, you know, dad's clubs, all sorts of different places. And then, of course, when you go into lockdown, you can't go out and have those fun events and, and things. So we've had to bring all of that. Um, we've had to create more resources and loaded our website with downloadable resources and just do lots and lots of Zoom sessions so we can still do education. Um, hopefully we'll be able to go back to slowly starting to do it, to you know, do face-to-face -face sessions. But um, yeah, it's, big, it's um, again, you know, education, we've got to educate. And I always think, you know, period poverty, we talk about poverty of product, don't we? But actually there's poverty of access and poverty of education. So how do we tell people about what is normal? You know, what's a good period? When should you start to see your GP? How, when, how do you tell your parents? How do you tell your partner? So you know, building all of that into an education process program. And then we launched a website called My Period, um, really to try to get corporates to have a conversation about menstruation. So, you know, how do you, how do you make your, your place of work um, an amazing place to work? When of course we're offering hand soap and towels and all of those things in the loo, but actually just by providing a little basket of pads and tampons, you can make a massive difference to someone's day. So how do we get corporates to put products, oh, products in the washroom? So, yeah, so that, you know, again, that's been a, a, you know, another piece, go online, do an audit of your organization and you know are you period friendly and then what are the little steps you have to do to move yourself up up the sort of bronze silver gold or an amazing period friendly employer um, and again i don't think many you know mass generalization but you know not many corporates have thought about how do we care for our employees while they're at work and some of them who had our products in their offices said well we're going to send products to their homes um, and again, it's, you know, it's just a send a home pack. What a lovely thing for your boss to do is to send you some period products home. And the important thing is for every corporate that buys a carton of products, then at the same time, they're donating to someone in need. So Hibs Football Stadium, just around the corner here, when they buy cartons to put into their washrooms on, their, on the stadium, then their donation goes out to Canongate Youth, you know, just around the corner. So how do you know how do we do that? How something that you would do every day by products? How does that help your local community? Yeah, it, it just what an amazing amount of work, Celia. Have you only been going since twenty eighteen? Yeah, January. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the kind of person that goes goes. I've had this idea. What's everything? And then we just do it, and then you know. Um, yeah, it is a it is a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun, and I think you know there's a balance, isn't there, between keeping the accelerator, just pushing it a bit and letting everybody calm down, and then we have another little burn of, of activity. So yeah, yeah, that sounds like me. I'm sure the team cower in the corner when I go. I've got an idea. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. So listen, just um, just finishing up. What what um. What would you say the kind of best and worst piece of advice is that you've been given around managing people or the sustainability part or, um, you know, the purpose piece? Anything you can share with us? Oh, heck, if there's, if there's one, I think um, 
you know, I, I, I always say start, you know, there are so many people that are thinking about doing things. And, I, you know, if, if I had a pound for every time someone said, oh, I nearly did that, I <laughs> just do it, just have a go. Um, so I think, you know, that just have a little go, do something small and then back to that, reflect, refine, have another little go. Um, we, we need a lot more people to move into enterprise and there's never been, it might sound a bit mad, but there's never been a better time for local social purpose, you know, product with a story to start to, you know, to have a go. So get your own story sorted out. What are your motivations? And then have a little go. Love it. And and finally, Celia, do your daughters still work with you in the team? They do, yep. So um, Kate is my youngest child. I wouldn't call her a child if she's 30 odd, but Kate's my youngest daughter. Um, and so she runs the English Dispatch Hub. And um, she also manages those gorgeous 200 donation partners across the UK. And um, my middle child, my middle daughter, Becky, she's in Australia. So she's all about brand and social purpose and environmental. And blah, blah, blah. So she's more on the comms kind of side. Um, and then my son, who's in London, he works um, with a social purpose support organization. He's all about the impact. So what, mom? So you've given away 13,000 products. So what? What's the impact? How do you measure what difference that made to someone's life? So he's always pushing for that. Prove it, prove it, prove it. So, yeah, couldn't manage without them. Brilliant. And how would your friends describe you, Celia, in three words? What would they say? No, I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea. What would they say? I don't know how they would. I don't have any friends that still speak to me. <laughs> One of my faves. I don't know. I think they'd probably say she's a good gardener. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe I'll ask some this evening. <laughs> It's a great question to ask. I got asked this last week when I was doing an interview and I thought, oh, I have no idea. And I asked my friends and they came back with some lovely stuff. So it was definitely something to ask. We should um, do feedback. We should we should get more personal. I mean, so much feedback on Hegel's and the product, but I never ask anybody what, what did they think of me. <laughs> I'll reflect on that one. <laughs> Celia, listen, you're what an amazing woman you are. And and honestly, thanks for everything that, that you've that you've done, that you're doing. What what's the plans for the future of Hey Girls? Yeah, more of the same, better, better got to be better, more environmental, reaching out to more communities is you know, where we go. So hopefully just steady growth. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you, Celia. Thank you so much. And uh, where can uh, our listeners find out more about you and the company? So if you're a social media kind of person, just go to uh, at Hey Girls UK. Or if you want to have a look around our website, that's just um, heygirls.co.uk and go on there. And there's all sorts of goodies. There's videos of our gorgeous um, Ambassador Michael Sheen and stuff from Katnin Moran and all sorts of great people and lots of free downloadable resources to have chats with your family. There you go. Fantastic. Thanks, Celia. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye now.